0: Oh, there's never anything on this time of night! It's
1: Oh, you didn't know?
2: It's me. It's me. It's that do the road dog, Jesse James. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Hey, this is that. out,
1: Billy Gunn.
2: My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. Ha <laughs> ha Hey, it's Rotor Animal. Oh, what a rush. Yo, monkeys, it's me, p the king of that of being, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, or you, monkeys, stay tuned or you will feel bang. I am the genius, all of glory and renown, Lanny Popper. What's up, all you stars and stars? This is Mariette. This Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be ya. The world is listening. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go Beyond the bell.
3: Fans to another edition of beyond the bell via the sns radio network the home where you the fans will find all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling from the perspective of not only a fan of the industry but someone who is a part of this business as i ring announcer sean beckerman have been a ring announcer in this industry for over eight years. So you get the perspective of a fan and someone that has been backstage where I've had the opportunity and the great, great luck to have announced some of the greatest independent wrestlers throughout this entire country, as well as some of the greatest legends to ever step inside the squared circle. So for you new fans to the podcast each and every week we look back at some of the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment. Each week is themed from greatest moments to looking back at specific superstars. Our individual series has different themes. For instance, we've looked back at the greatest rivalries in the world of professional wrestling, and we also have our Chronicles edition, which dives deep into the careers of some of the Biggest stars and most influential stars in professional wrestling. So each week is very exciting and delivers new content for you fans of sports entertainment. This week is no exception as we look back at the most spectacular entrances in the world of sports entertainment. Ultimately, the wrestlers many times don't get to choose what their gimmick is and how they are presented to the wrestling world. Sometimes it's the choice of the promotion's creative team or born out of a man's natural look. Do you really think the Big Show could get over being a Mexican aristocrat or a former high school teacher turned wrestler? The only thing a superstar can control is the excellence of his matches and the charisma he projects to the audience. Sure, it's great to have a ring entrance like The Undertaker. But most people aren't going to be the undead wrestler who look whose look necessitates mist and lightning. Bring it in the ring and on the mic. That's the combination. If, the creative, if the, Basically, if the creative team saddles you with a lame entrance, it won't matter. Just ask the hitman. Tonight, we will look back at the greatest entrances in professional wrestling. And we, we dive deep into what made them so great. Plus, we look back at the superstars and their entrances and how they made an impact on this industry. So it's going to be a great episode of Beyond the Bell. The initial component of an entrance is the opening hook. The audience has to know who you are and within a few notes. The fans have to know if you're a villain or a hero. If you're a villain coming out, who's going to stop you? Why do you hate the audience? And a key to that could be your music. For instance, we see right away, our truth The truth shall set you free. Or if it's a hero, whether it's the glass shattering. Or you hear the initial guitar riff that the hero is coming to stop the villain. A music, the music of professional wrestling is extremely valued and it's so important to an entrance. A superstar's theme should match with the character. Hulk Hogan's theme wouldn't work quite well if you played back in the USSR by the Beatles, would it? Still, a great song with a recognizable look, with a solid song structure and great tempo. But it wouldn't make sense for the all-American Hulkster to walk down the, down the aisle with six-year-olds singing those lyrics, would it? It has to fit the professional wrestler. A professional wrestler's theme music is an incredibly difficult science to master. The song has to work on several different tiers. It has to match the wrestler's gimmick, but at the same time within the constraints of what is popular in American music, and now it's it's bridged the gap to worldwide, especially with world wrestling entertainment, the WWE. You know, for example, Alberto Del Rio's gimmick is that of a rich Mexican aristocrat. So you'd expect his theme would sound like a Mexican classical soundboard and have that classical music style with a Mexican feel. Instead, it sounds like a Shakira backing track. You know, you get the picture. It is got to have great dynamics and tempo, yet be concise enough that it doesn't lose anyone's attention. It it has to be good enough to where you remember it the first time you hear it. Jim Johnston, the writer of 99% of wrestling themes you've ever heard and or loved since 85, could be one of the greatest musical minds of our era. Theatrics that Match the performer is another element in making a spectacular entrance. Just make sure whatever you do matches the tone of who you're supposed to be. If you're going to be spooky and ominous, it's like Kane, you want that dark figure, that that mysterious figure, to match it. And the theatrics of your entrance are so key to that. You don't necessarily have to have all of the above to have an awesome certifiable professional wrestling entrance. Yes, to get that five-star rating, you should have all those elements rigged to perfection. Maybe like, like Kurt Henning? No pun intended. Maybe. But you can't just lump in every entrance and compare it against one another. It wouldn't be fair to measure Stone Cold Steve Austin's against The Undertaker. Their characters are so completely different that they deserve completely different entrances. In fact, we boiled it down into three categories, or you could say you can add four. You know, the fourth would be if it's a terrible entry that's so bad it's good, as in professional wrestling. As we know, what makes professional wrestling so great is the things that suck. Take a look at you know um, any type of Gilbert match, should we say, or you know a Bachorama or you know wrestle crap. Um, well, let's, let's look at the three categories, the three main categories that make a great entrance. The entrance itself isn't great by any means, nor does the music or theatrics particularly fit the performer, but the entrance becomes great as an extension of the wrestler's excellence. So the entrance doesn't make the wrestler, but the wrestler makes the entrance. The next category is that the entrance isn't spectacular or eye-popping, but it fits within the character and theme of the character in its entirety, for him or her you know again the entrance isn't wonderful but it fits the character to a t it gets the vibe of what the superstar is just by that theme or walk or just that style that, that the the superstar is being brought into the ring the third category is everything about the entrance fits the wrestler the theatrics the music the pyro everything a perfect extension of the character that the superstar has created Let's kick things off with a perfect example. Bret the Hitman Hart. Don't get me wrong. The Hitman is one of the greatest superstars of all time. One of, if not the best technical wrestler ever. He took the belt in a time where the WWF was not making money. And when wrestling was at its anti-cool apex. When it wasn't popular. When it was on a downward trend. You know, it, it... you could put it right in between the departure of Hulkamania and Macho Manis, but right before the anti-authority of the N.W.L. Generation X and the phenomenon known as Stone Cold Steve Austin. He always delivered it in the ring, stood up for what was right and what was invincible. Yet beatable all at the same time. And he got the fans to put aside any type of uh, stigma you may have against superstars wearing pink, but that all—all all being said—outside the squared circle, Brett was never the best on the mic. Nor was he overly flashy or bombastic. Basically, I say bombastic or bombastic. I think that's it. He didn't make uh, nonsensical promos or engage in theatrics like the Hulkster or Flair or all the rest. He looked like a nice guy. His entrance had pretty much. Nothing to do with his character, nor was it particularly or especially earth-shattering. He came in in this strange 80s metal rip-off backing track. It sounded like a type of guitar loop you hear on a Nintendo video game while, the, while you wait for the computer, or the computer's waiting for you to pick what character you want to fight with. You know, like in Street Fighter. But it had this nice little ring to it, and it started to catch on. Brett marched down to the ring wearing these wraparound pink reflective sunglasses with a pink and black uh, <laughs> studded jacket. He'd even give the glasses to a kid at ringside, which was the coolest part of his entrance because every kid dreamed of the hitman putting those glasses on you. Yet yeah, you weren't a fan unless you wanted to have those pink glasses. I was lucky enough, one house show at M- MSG. Now then he hit the ring and motioned to the crowd with those hands out to the sides. I still do it to this day. <laughs> Drives people crazy like the hitman. Putting nostalgia away, the entrance wasn't too spectacular, nor you could say possibly wasn't even that great. Aside from giving the glasses to a kid at ringside, there's nothing about the 80s metal ring theme and flashy attire that match with Brett's character. But, then the bell sounded, and Brett brought it. It didn't matter who he was fighting. Bam Bam Bigelow, Kurt Henning, Owen Hart, Kevin Nash, Steve Austin, whomever. Brett made the match the best on the card. So when you look back at his entrance, you think it's awesome. The cheesy metal guitar riff loops into marching music. The pink and black looks less gaudy and more like something you want to wear. You still... Want to be the kid who gets the plastic sunglasses at ringside. That entrance has become great because of Brett's greatness in the ring.
1: In a moment, Madison Square Garden will be electric. Here, oh, here we go. Listen to this. Less. is about athleticism and drama. And we're going to experience it all in this one very match right here tonight. And again, ladies and gentlemen, the stakes very high for well, this matchup, notwithstanding the integrity.
3: The people's champion, The Rock, this might be, you could say irrelevant or might be hearsay in certain situations in talking about the great one in such terms, but he had the great opening line to the theme of his people's champion music. But ultimately, it's this strange, somewhat reject 80s metal guitar solo, which pretty Which pretty much was led by a backing track as well. A couple lights go off. He walks straight into the ring with an intensity. And does a short pose on the turnbuckle. People go absolutely crazy. But again, it's only because of The Rock's brilliance in every other facet of his game. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Those lines in the beginning part of his entrance. Sets the crowd on fire. And you know the people's champion has arrived. It started with an initial very bass-filled theme which was spawned off of the Nation of Domination theme and was remixed and initially was Do You Smell What The Rock Is Cooking? And then it led to If You Smell What The Rock Is Cooking with the tongue roll and The Rock made any entrance he had spectacular whether it was being a part of the nation looking cocky leading the group uh, which which was so powerful at the time. You won't see that type of group to this day, uh, On, on this, at this day and age, I'll admit that. But The Rock took charge, whether it's being the leader of the, of the nation or spawning off and becoming the people's champion. The lights flashing. The Rock initially just came up. I like the initial entrance when The Rock stood on the middle rope and just would lift his head up and smell the crowd. Didn't raise his arms up, just stood there. It was so different because he used to, wrestlers either A, crawling in... Or crawling, getting inside the ring and posing on all four turnbuckles, a la Steve Austin, you know, or putting the arms up in the air. You never saw someone stay outside the ring, go on the second rope, and then just take in the crowd. As you can't see this, but I'm lifting my head, smelling the crowd. The Rock was great at it. Then he changed it up, and he added the 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 one arm up, straight up in the air, which was usually led from his championship days when he won a title. He would hold that. That belt straight up in the air as he's smelling the crowd and getting that sense and taking in the people, chanting the Great One's name. The Rock had a great entrance, but not because the entrance itself was great, but the people's champion, the Great One, made the entrance great.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of WrestleMania 27,
3: Mankai Mick Foley, excellent theme music, crunchy 90s blues metal with car crashing sounds. It's fun and somewhat brutal all at the same time. It's Mick! But ultimately, Foley just stumbled down to the ring and raised his fist to the crowd. Not exactly what you'd expect from a hardcore legend, but Mick made it work. the Macho Man Randy Savage. For as dynamic as he was, Savage's whole entrance was shockingly tame when you look back at it. He he usually sprinted down the aisle or bounced around like a maniac (laughs) that the Macho Man was. He didn't do any acrobatics to get into that ring nor when he was inside it. His music was pomp and circumstance. That is what made it work. Even though that's the music you graduate to, from high school, but combine that with his legendary performances, wide-eyed and crazy interviews, and the attire that he stole from Elton John's closet, you could say, you look back on his pre-match hoopla and smile. And may he slap into a Slim gym in peace. The macho man Randy Savage made the entrance work because of the charisma he carried with him out to the crowd. And that music, b- very basic music well-renowned, a world-renowned for being a graduation song, but the Macho Man made it work for himself. My his the
1: first lady wrestling And look, still a different outfit. Randy. This time all in Macho white. Macho Man. Seven! Try to concentrate on wrestling, gorilla. I know it's hard for you. Elizabeth, in fact lovelier than the last three times we've seen her, as this is the fourth time the Macho Man has come down that ramp, and they're still on their feet, these 20,000-plus here in Atlantic City, as this is happening the entire world watching, and we're going to see history made right here, Well, one of these two men will be crowned the undisputed World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. Either the million dollar man Ted DiBiase or the Macho Man Randy Savage. He's got to be thinking about one thing and one thing only—that this is where it all ends. Right here. You know, forget gorilla, about the forget- gorilla. I'm a little off the subject here, but if you had your pick, who would you pick? Elizabeth or Anna White? Elizabeth. Really? Yes. They're still on their feet here cheering on. I'm afraid I'd have to pick Panda because you're Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth, you'd have to fight Macho Man for it. Oh, I thought you just met as, as a beautiful person. I did. Oh.
3: Now let's talk about the superstars who whose entrances are understated in their production, but perfect in their simplicity. You know They said so much about the performer without tons of explosions or mist rising from the stage. A perfect example of this is the legendary Stone Cold Steve Austin. Even if it's a terrible, sorry bootleg of a shattered glassing sound effect, when you hear that thing, you know it's on. The six-time champion came marching out with all the swag in the world. The guitar lines gnarl back and forth with the bass pulsing in the background. Austin is all business walking down the ramp. He doesn't slap anyone's hand or even look at anyone in the eye. He doesn't really interact with the crowd. It's amazing. He just stares at the ring and marches straight for it. By that time, he's in the squared circle. The music already has hit its apex, a psycho-style stabbing guitar lick as if Hitchcock basically (laughs) hired Ted Nugent to write score for his films. Stone Cold marches right for the corner, climbs up the middle turnbuckle, raises both, both of his hands and fists, puts those middle fingers right up and looks at the crowd saying, you're goddamn right, and everyone's fired up. No pyro, no fireworks, nothing explodes. He didn't care about who you are or what you want. He has come to the arena tonight to whoop your behind and that's it. That's the bottom line. Straight to the point with the intention.
1: their boots any more intense, any more with the will to win, the stone-cold Steve Austin. Oh, he's a rattlesnake, all right? He is one tough, that's going the, the prime event of Texas, praise the country boy, known in Texas, grew up. But the same can be said for Austin's adversary, The Rock. You can make a good point. Who is the greatest WWE champion of all time? A lot of argument, a lot of discussion could be can be had in that respect, but it could very well be one of these two men in the ring. Only time will tell. Tonight is going to go a long way towards telling. And the rock is not singing songs. The
3: only man in the WWF, the modern day WWF era, that can really hold a candle to the stare. You could say uh, the stare that Austin had was Jake the Stake Roberts. In two minutes, you know who the character of Stone Cold Steve Austin is and what's going down tonight. Right now, you could say in today's day and age, you can hear an entrance, say, uh, Johnny Curtis or, you know, Wade Barrett, even though I like Wade Barrett. Any type of, you know, Alex, Alex Riley. You cannot, you don't get the vibe of who this person is based upon from their regular generic, because even though they have lyrics to them and sung by rock bands, generic rock music it's not distinguishable about uh, on who the superstar is and that plays a big part into making an entrance case in point the ultimate warrior so much can be said just with saying those two words uh, of the superstar's name oh boy that muted quick strum of the guitar with the heavy kick drum and those crashing cymbals The lights flicker, and all of a sudden, this completely roided out, (laughs) you could say coked-up comic book character of a human comes sprinting to the ring. He jumps on the apron and shakes the rope so violently that that you don't know if he's going to rip them straight off their hooks. You don't know if whether he's going to throw a punch (laughs) through his opponent's chest or just keep on running laps around the arena. Or maybe both, at the same time. One of the most underrated entrances of all time. He was blown up before he got to the got to the ring. But his entrance was the definition of electricity. The fans went nuts and they went crazy when it came down to the ring. Case in point in SummerSlam, when he surprised everybody to answer the Honky Talk man's challenge for the Intercontinental title. He opened challenge by the by HTM was answered by the Ultimate Warrior the riff of that sound was nuts the, under, the Warrior came out and defeated the Honky Talk Man before his music even ended and the electricity was so great and it was because of the entrance the Warrior built would the Warrior be as popular if he just came strutting down to the ring and didn't sprint kind of like how he did in WCW didn't work did it let's talk about the man that him, you could say built the professional wrestling industry in the rock and roll and rock and wrestling era and that is the man that's featured in our first ever chronicle series the hulkster the immortal hulk hogan at its root it's just the music the slow shirt ripping and some pointing but the music is real american the shirt ripping is iconic and the pointing gives any fan you could, that truly loves this business goosebumps Uh-oh.
1: That's the showstopper right there. That's the largest American flag I have ever seen in my life. My John Michaels is right. Hulk Hogan has been living up something he started 20 years ago. Guys, I got to stand up for this. This is amazing. Big city. But I'll tell you something, guys. Honest to God. There's something more Americana than Hulk Hogan and what he represents. Remember. January 21st, 1984 is when it became unleashed. That's when Hogan won the WWE title in Madison Square Garden. And that's the day the Hulkamania started running wild. Well, you're right there, Hulkamania obviously Wild,
3: over 20, 30 years later, he still has an impact on us fans. Hulkamania for life, you could say. From the even the slow build-up to I'm a Real American, to that opening guitar riff, you know the Hulkster was coming, and he was coming to save the day. He was coming to uh, the, the, the demandments. Say your prayers... Eat your vitamins... You you, you believe in the Hulkster... Train... Say the prayers... Eat your vitamins brother... The Hulkamania... Lived those values... And his entrance... Got the fans so excited... So pumped up... And just by him coming out... Blowing... Blowing... (laughs) Some fake smoke out... You know... In the air... With that huff and puff face... Sometimes he had the headband... Uh... Wrapped in his mouth... You know... His shirt ready to be... Was bulging off of his body... Ready to be ripped... There's the whole image of Hulkamania was so spectacular, and his music fit. Originally, it was for Wyndham and Rotunda, the uh, the the dream team. But Hulkamania took it over and reinvented that song for the legend that is the Hulkster. You know, and to this day, we still hear that song and get goosebumps. Um, even when he was in the NWO, that Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child, he took that song and played the guitar. Was strumming the guitar on the WCW title. Even that entrance he made different because it was so opposite of his previous gimmick as he slowly sauntered to the ring, being cocky, laughing, playing that air guitar. Hogan, no matter what incarnation, heel or face, definitely made any entrance he had memorable. The game, Triple H. This one tears between, you could say, Category 2 and 3 that we mentioned. You can keep it in under this category because, other than the lighting and the water spitting out. There is really no production that goes into it. Trips just keeps that taut, crazy intensity, as if he's just about to snap. And then, after a minute of standing at the top of a ra- of the ramp, he does. And the music reflects his every move. The Motorhead tune appropriately fits him. It should. They wrote it specifically for, you know, WWE purposes. His intensity and drive defined what a truly spectacular entrance is. It's amazing how Triple H morphed from the, the Greenwich Blue Blood to Shawn Michaels' sidekick in DX, all the way to the point where his character's toughness without mercy identifies him with the voice of Lem from Motorhead. It's tremendous. His body makes him look like a guy that could rough you up. His But his entrance lets you know what is that he's going to do it. It's so dramatic. We saw initially when he turned heel... ...from being a part of DX... ...and he joined the, the corporation... ...you know, came out to generic music... ...just came down with that backwards Kangal hat... ...you know, a little different look for Triple H... ...but then once he got in from the... ...went from the long tights... ...to the, you know, to the short underwear look... ...and he started to get bigger... ...you know, started to train... ...quote-unquote a little bit harder in the gym... Looked boy, he had a body... ...he actually made me want to go to the gym... ...and, and you know, I lost 100 pounds 10 years ago... ...but he made me want to get into the gym... And I practiced <laughs> spitting the water out like Triple H in front of the mirror because that's how I want to mirror my body like his. You know, he he wanted he got me into working out and bodybuilding. Um, but the entrance of you know first from the Chris Warren band singing the My Time to which led from Motorhead, the the tune that was made for him, Time to Play the Game, tremendous themes that fit the lighting of, you know, the flashing lights as you see him standing at the top of the ramp. From the basic thing of spitting out water, Triple H made
1: it work. Try to play the game!
0: If you can take it, but you know i it. I'm the and you know you can take it. i the game, you don't wanna play i the know you can take me. i the you know you can take the like a i the game that i make I Take me Let me get You know you're my baby Let's turn You know you can't take me Shoulder we're ready to run Like a birdie bitch From smoking gun I'm the game And I'll the be doing rules Coming over here And die like a fool Anything on my boots Coming me So I'm talking Let it turn on me I'm the game And now you play
2: I'm the game That I want to play
3: His new Living Color theme is great, and still totally works. Cult of Personality has that opening guitar riff that you can in instantly identify, and the lyrics seem like they were written by Punk himself. But nothing can hold a candle to his former music by Killswitch Engage. Initially, I didn't like that theme. I just thought it was annoying. Randy Orton initially used it for one episode of SmackDown, I believe. But um, Killswitch is a veteran hardcore punk band who has existed just below the public eye, teetering on the edge of the mainstream for years with their mix of pop metal and uh, DC hardcore know-how. But they are popular within their own genre, but yet are constricted by the popularity of the genre itself. So they're talented and underrated, but in the end, they seem to be happy with who they are and what they do. However, at any given moment, anyone could be surprised if they made a top-ten single. But The kill switch song fit the Fireburns for CM Punk's grunge style that he came out to. But I truly, I like the morph into the Living Color theme because it truly fit, you know, who CM Punk is. And you can get excited about CM Punk coming out to the ring. The whole package fits perfectly from the theme music to the style of the superstar from the whole character. This topic... There's the first man that comes to mind, or the, maybe the one and only superstar that can come to mind with this, is, and that is The Undertaker. Does this even need any explanation? Even people that who aren't wrestling fans know this. The gong, the lights go down, the mist, the fire, the slow walk down the aisle, the lights go up, taking off the hat, the lightning and thunder effects, and of course, that Unbelievable and scary eye roll. The best entrance in the history of professional wrestling. It's dynamic. It has a dramatic crescendo, and the ominous organ music fits perfectly. Sure, you can say it's cheesy, and the theatrics are incredibly over the top. But if you're not, if if, if you're not into that, then you shouldn't be watching professional wrestling. Bottom line: The Undertaker is the definition of a spectacular entrance. He made entrances popular in professional wrestling. And every WrestleMania, we see a different style of entrance with The Undertaker, which which is a part of his mystique and aura and what makes him a true legend in this industry. Look at Kane. This gets some demerits, you could say, because it echoes the Undertaker's sentiments, but you know, is excusable seeing as their characters are so closely related to one another. On the other hand, Kane gets points here for the production of it all. You know, the exploding fire and the red lighting. A brilliant thing that Jim Johnston does is put small instrumental devices into otherwise slow-moving entrance themes to give them a little bit bit more juice. The melodies may be slow-moving, but there's always a guitar line or a drum loop that propels the music moving forward. That is why you don't think a giant ugly ball guy walking slowly to the the tune of organ music isn't boring, because it subtly pushes you forward, and the explosions don't hurt either. As Kane's character morphed and, and molded throughout the years and changed, so did the theme music. The animal Batista. Batista's entrance may be the only reason why it's acceptable for the band saliva to exist. But Batista made this entrance work from, you know, the initial guitar riff of Batista's song to him coming out to the explosion to that power to that energy and then with that machine gun maneuver was made so spectacular because it got you excited as the pyrotechnics went off. I'm doing the guitar mode the, um, the, the, um, Machine Gun Motion right now, <laughs> you guys. Thank goodness you can't see because it, it looks pretty pathetic. But Batista made it work, and then also recently at the uh, towards the latter portion of his career when he when he became heel um, with his last feud with John Cena, which I have stated before is I believe was the best work of his entire career. You know him coming out to the same music still made it work by by. Even, by basically being the charismatic person that he is uh, without doing the the machine gun riff or movements and without having the high energy just coming out very slowly and methodically walking and looking at the crowd in an arrogant look or calling for the lights to go out and just having the spotlight on him. Batista made it work, heal our baby face. When we're talking about theatrics and spectacular entrances, we have to include... The artist formerly known as, well, maybe he is now formerly, or is he the former, if he still wants to be called that? I don't know. You tell me. But the man is known as Goldust, the forgotten gem of wrestling entrances. Genuinely one of the most unique bits of theatrics and production anyone anyone that's a fan of this industry has ever seen. After the camera was set to the letterbox view, how many times do they just uh, do they adjust the picture filter for a wrestler? Gold confetti or pyro streamed down from the rafters. Then the music hit an absolutely perplexing mix of low rent porn, you know, Cirque du Soleil and Phil Collins mixed together. On an aside, I really loved how in the mid 90s. Vince McMahon wasn't afraid to play up against America's general homophobia's feelings to make someone a bad guy. Goldust came down to the ring in these bizarre cat suits, and in most matches, would massage the wrestler he was facing, sometimes even kissing or licking his opponents after they'd been knocked out. Of course, the crowds hated him with a passion. Note to wrestlers today if you really want to get over with the crowd and create a response, just you know, try to come on to your opponent, maybe? I don't know. Maybe it won't work now because it's been done. But uh, Dustin Rhodes, Dustin Runnels, made the Goldust character work from his facial expressions to the lighting, to the pyrotechnics. You know, I truly liked when Goldust came out with his robe. I know when Ric Flair came in, Goldust stopped wearing the robe and he just came out with the wig. But him, when he initially debuted, and you saw him come out with that wig, and you were wondering, did, did Dustin really grow long hair? Since we saw him in WCW, then when he pulled that wig off for the reveal, it was so shocking. But no one will ever forget when he debuted those black ears of Goldust, which made him look like an alien.
0: Uh-oh.
1: I can only wonder, I can only shudder to think what this man has been doing since leaving the Pearl Wrestling Federation quite some time ago. And man, what a way to re-enter this, the WWF, what a way to re-enter competition here, entering the Royal Rumble. That's what this step. They love, love Oscar winning performance tonight, starting out with Rakiski. Well, you know, capping it off by eliminating all 29 other WWF superstars. He'd love to get his hand around that little gold man. The Oscar. Oh, that little gold man. He's still got the moves, JR. Well, he's, he can be described in a lot look. of ways. But unique, perhaps as the most, hey, look at that, look at How does he do this? Oh, yeah! Rakeshi must be thinking, what in Samoa's name am I about to encounter? And look at Goldust. And Goldust has to be looking at Rakeshi's butt thinking, Lord, I hope I don't encounter that. Oh, I don't know, you know. Goldust, that little... Uh...
3: Another entrance that was legendary in professional wrestling came from the mysterious Gangrel. Just because, you know, you're a mid-carder doesn't mean you can't have a spectacular entrance. Gangrel always came down to the ring wearing these weird Seinfeld-esque puffy shirts. He wrestled with them in every match. One of the very few wrestlers not to go shirtless. But after a few years of following his debut, it accidentally got ripped off in the ring, revealing a huge little belly. He was exposed for what he was. Uh... Semi talented, you could say overweight professional wrestler who masqueraded as a vampire. But what an entrance it was. Gangrel made it work. He, You could say he was marginally successful, but he was a decent wrestler inside the ring. But his entrance, which was produced by WWE, made him even more spectacular, made him look like a superstar. He could be an independent worker, look like an independent, regular independent wrestler that just came close to making it. But in the WWE, with that entrance, made it work. Him coming out from the ground as he came up slowly onto the ramp of the Titan Tron. Holding that flask or, you know, that cauldron of blood, you know, as he's smiling with those fangs sticking out. And the fire was wrapped around that ring as he came right through that ring. Basically showing he came from hell. You know, it was so spooky looking. And then when you added Edge and Christian with him, you know, the Brothers of Blood... Added even more of an effect. These two long haired brothers standing side by side with Gangrel in the middle. What an image that the brood was. And it was one of the greatest entrances of all time. The entrance theme was great, still used sometimes in the NHL today for the New Jersey Devils. But Gangrel made it work, so did Edge and Christian. Thank you. We look at the Rated R Superstar, Edge. People often try to forget the fact that Edge's latest theme song was by a band called Alter Bridge, who was the remnants of Creed. But if you would ask who Creed is, they're the band you heard on modern rock radio five years ago and you either hated or loved. Regardless, Edge's entrance was on fire. As you hear, you think you know me, followed by those... Double click drum metal riffings, everyone in the arena knows who it is. Again, that fits the piece of the puzzle. Edge channels his inner warrior here, running around the stage like a madman, diving into the ring, you know, was ex- exploding and yelling at the crowd at the same time like they need to be fired up even more. Predictably, and crazy enough, the song called Metalingus, uh, you know, had a great pace, dramatic apexes. An attitude which all fit Edge. You know, no matter what theme Edge had, even the original, you know, Edge theme, which was, you, know, you could say, a generic rock, you know, rock music for him as he came through the crowd, mysterious, those glasses. You know, but Edge made it work. And as his, as his, as the years went on, his character morphed, and so did his entrances. You know, he went from going from the crowd into the ring. You knew that was gonna have to change if he was gonna take it to the next level. And he came finally down the ramp. You know, and then as his character molded, as he got with Vicky Guerrero, you know, those leather jackets started to alter, his hairstyle started to change, instead of having the long locks, started to be trimmed up, you know, uh, instead of wearing those funky glasses, started to have more sleek, cool glasses. You know, then he went from wearing... the jacket to rock t-shirts and then he started doing the I love you sign or the rock and roll sign as we saw more of the rock version of, of Edge come out. But Edge made it work as he slid into the ring, producing so much energy from the crowd. After our commercial break, wrestling fans, I want to look back at the greatest moments in professional wrestling history that featured these spectacular entrances. Wrestling fans, it's time to pay some bills, and like Tony Schiavone always said, our cameras will be rolling, and if you miss any action during the break, we will have it for you when we return. So don't go anywhere, as Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network continues. All right, partner, keep on rolling, baby. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Rolling, rolling,
1: rolling, rolling. rolling. (laughs) 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 Promotional consideration paid for by the following:
2: This city is rich in tradition where generations of fanatical fans live and breathe wrestling why because wrestling matters in the streets of philadelphia the city of brotherly love this year it's bigger it means more it's the opportunity we've been waiting for on the biggest stage of them all where it's all about pride and glory the BFG the Series. The Bound for Glory Series. The BFG Series. It's what drives, it's me. What drives me. It's what drives it's me. It's what drives me. It's what drives me. I will rise to new heights. I will rise to new heights. I will rise to new heights. In main event, the biggest show. And main event. The biggest show of my life. Of my life. I will show the world. I will show the world. How much wrestling matters to me. On October 16th, it's my time. This is my time. When I step in between those ropes, wrestling matters. On October 16th, hearts will beat harder. And dreams will become reality. It's not about who I am today. It's my time. It's about who I'm going to become tomorrow. This is my time. I want to be the greatest wrestler. I want to be the greatest wrestler. To ever step foot, to ever step foot in that ring. This is my time. This is my time. This is my time. This is my time. This is why wrestling matters. This is why wrestling matters. This is why wrestling matters. This is bound for glory. Is bound for glory. This is bound for glory. And this is how we do it!
3: You know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin.
1: I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to
2: choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff.
3: They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth.
1: At that moment when uh, Silent Rage blows the gasket, this match is over.
3: You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart.
2: But Don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro
3: Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network.
2: It began with a vision.
0: Welcome to WrestleMania.
2: That grew into a global empire. In 2012, it all begins again. It will be the channel. The superstars you love. The events you can't live without. All things WWE. One home. The WWE Network. Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Listen on the SNS Radio Network. Rolling, rolling, rolling Welcome
3: back wrestling fans We are looking back at the most spectacular entrances In professional wrestling history We look back at what makes an entrance so great And had a few examples of the superstars that had great entrances Now let's look back at the moments in professional wrestling history That we saw such great individual entrances from our favorite superstars We'll start off with Hulk Hogan versus Sting. It was a dream match that everyone had waited for. The NWO's reign of terror over WCW forced Sting into exile. Sting would eventually return from the shadows, a changed man, ready to take on NWO leader Hollywood Hogan. With Michael Buffer doing the announcing honors, one of my mentors along with The Fink Howard Finkel, Hogan made his way down to the ring with Jimi Hendrix's voodoo child as his theme. This was followed by Sting, who made one of the most epic entrances ever seen in WCW.
1: All right, here we go.
2: And now, ladies and gentlemen, the challenger.
0: burns up, dies, and a dark shadow falls over his soul. From the ashes of his great man, is revealed curse, a wrong that must be righted. We look to the skies for a vindicator, someone to strike fear into the black hearts of the same man who created him. The battle between good and evil has begun. Against an army of shadows comes a dark warrior. The purveyor of good, with a voice of silence, and a mission of justice. This is Stage.
3: stops the show. If you remember this time in professional wrestling history when Shawn Michaels was or you could say this was the start of him becoming Mr. WrestleMania. Would we expect anything less from the Heartbreak Kid, the showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania? Shawn Michaels is famous for going all out anytime he steps in the ring. This time, he took it to the heavens at WrestleMania 12. HBK definitely knows how to make an entrance. At WrestleMania 12, we saw him Fly from the sky, basically from the top of the arena, as he basically propelled, you know, on, uh, basically on a, looked like a ski lift as he was projected from the rafters on a skyline all the way down into the fans, into the crowd at WrestleMania 12, as the fans went nuts. As it wasn't being, uh, no one expected this. As initially, when his music hit, Jose Lothario came out through the entrance ramp and pointed to the rafters where Shawn Michaels propelled down into the click, which we called his fans at the time where he following in that 60 man 60 minute Iron Man match which went to overtime defeated Bret the Hitman Hart to win his first WWF championship what an entrance and that was the start you could say of the spectacular shows or spectacular show stopping moments that Mr. Mes- Mr. WrestleMania Shawn Michaels gave us
1: he was watching the match with Vader and there, ladies and gentlemen, this contest is the special Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. I
0: think you're I know I'm sexy.
1: I'm About to come down the aisle I is the you challenger from San Antonio, you Texas. The Hurtbridge is Sean Michaels. And Jose Latorre, ladies and gentlemen. Shawn Michaels' mentor on his way to What's the trickle! Wait a minute, McMahon. He's not. That's just Jose Latorre. Sean Michaels about to chicken out! What? What did I tell you? Then stop the music. There's no Sean Michaels. What's going on? Something's not right here. Shawn Michaels has left the building. I guess Jose is going to take his place. (laughs) Wait a minute, he's climbing the rope. What? What's he doing? He's pointing up to the heavens. He's pointing up to Wittemouth. That's a hundred feet in the air. Is that who we think it is? It's a There's only
0: one. I think it's Shawn Michaels.
1: He said, the you ain't me. seen nothing yet. Little did we know. He missed that. And look, he landed right in the middle of his click, McMahon. Not he not could have landed anywhere. And the capacity crowd, and he would have landed in his flat. my God. Here we comes! Get ready, ladies and gentlemen, for one a non-stop World Wrestling Federation action, between perhaps the two greatest athletes forever! All the types, listen to this capacity class! John Michaels. Will the boyhood dream come true? while i Or will Brett and hitman hit man hard. The excellence of execution. Up down. Be the winner of the first ever Iron Man matchup. And we won't know for over an hour. I'm just a six. John Michaels. I'm not boring.
3: A mini ring for a giant man. Though not exactly an entrance, this one this one is one of the most memorable exits from a wrestling ring. Only Bobby Heenan would have the guts, or you could say the stupidity, to slap around Andre the Giant. Following Andre and Haku's loss to demolition at WrestleMania six, Heenan blamed the big man for the defeat and made the biggest mistake of his life when he struck the giant in the face by slapping him. Andre's eyes widened, and he manhandled both Haku and Heenan around the ring. Furious, and probably hungry at the same time, Andre made sure he'd be stuck walking back to the dressing room. He made sure he wouldn't be stuck, I should say, throwing Haku and Heenan out of the aisle cart. Much to the delight of 67,000 fans at the Skydome that night, including Edge, Andre rode back alone. Clearly, there was never enough room for anyone with Andre in a ring cart. That was a spectacular exit, you could say, in professional wrestling. We look back at the Got Milk incident with Kurt Angle. With Stone Cold Steve Austin leading the WCW-ECW alliance, the WWE needed someone to take charge and represent them. And who better than the Olympic hero Kurt Angle? Angle made his presence felt here. Rudely interrupting a celebration the alliance held in Austin's honor. To add insult to injury, Angle ripped off Austin's own beer truck entrance back from 99, using a milk truck instead. He will go down on to defeat Austin... For the WWE Championship not long after. What a great moment. It was so shocking, and I was a big Kurt Angle fan. I still am to this day, but um, even especially then, it was so funny and so riveting. Kurt Angle got milk. The ultimate comeback. Hulk Hogan had his hands full at the end of his match with Sid Justice at WrestleMania 8. Papa Shango came down to help Sid, and they both pummeled Hogan in what was billed as Hogan's retirement match. Suddenly, a familiar theme song blared through the speakers. And a charged, a bit slightly slimmer, Ultimate Warrior ran down the aisle and saved the day. It was one of the most surprising endings to a WrestleMania ever. Even though neither Hogan nor Warrior would be in the WWE by the time the year was over, it still was shocking and got your blood pumping and you back, you back. Know, as a fan, you were so excited, even though Hogan you know, was not the champion at the time, didn't win technically by pinfall, and you still left unfulfilled, the Warrior was back.
1: There's another sick man! Papa Shango. It's mayhem here at the Hoosier now. Look at this! That's Papa Shango, Monsoon! Attacking the Hawkster! Oh yes, oh yes! It's two against one! They're taking him out one way or the other! This is it for Al Hogan. This is it! This is crazy! If they can't help him, he don't have a friend left! Wait a minute! It's the Warriors' music! It's the Ultimate Warrior! It is! Look at that! The Ultimate Warrior! What is he doing? Is he gonna tap on him? What is going on here? (laughs) That's the Ultimate Warrior. He just got nailed by a chair out of nowhere. Everybody here has watched it. I can't believe. Look at justice. Can you believe that the Ultimate Warrior has come to help Hulk Hogan? By the interjection by Papa Jungle. But where did the warrior come from? Can you answer me that? He came out of nowhere. What a WrestleMania! They'll be talking about this WrestleMania for years and years to come. Look at the whole.
3: Mr. Kennedy Kennedy Mr. Kennedy has already created one of the best entrances since coming to the WWE His ring announcer gimmick further exemplified his ability on the mic you know, I may be biased because I'm a ring announcer. I thought it was unique and I liked it. He was funny, charismatic. You know, topping it off with his own microphone that he that is lowered from the ceiling once he he, he hits the ring. Mr. Kennedy or Mr. Anderson, you know, you could say, had the makings of being a huge superstar in the WWE. He had the chance, but was also close he just he always went up getting injured and you know he was pushed to be a superstar, be a top guy in the in the company. Was given money in the bank at WrestleMania one year, but due to timing, timing reasons, injury reasons, he didn't quite, you know, make it at that point in WWE. Who knows? He may come back, but, um, you know, now now him being in, in TNA, Mr. Anderson. The reason why I initially mentioned Kennedy because that was the debut of his character, Ken Anderson's character being Mr. Kennedy, and that's what what made him so popular was that Mr. Kennedy entrance. But being Mr. Anderson in TNA, there's just something missing there. I think he's missing that extra writing crew that could filter the the promo work of Mr. Ken Anderson.
2: Well, folks, I um, I've read your twitters, your facebooks, your emails. I know you people missed me, and quite frankly, I missed myself. And this 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 next little part is something for the history books. Something for for VHS, for DVD, for Blu-ray, for freaking YouTube. There's only one way to do this, and it goes a little something like this. Weighing in tonight, an absolutely freaking astonishing 235 and one-quarter-pound. He hails from
3: us Y2J. For weeks the WWE WWE aired cryptic promos during Raw that hinted at something big. Rumors swirled around the internet as to what the break the code messages quote unquote meant until it was finally revealed that Chris Jericho had returned after being gone for over two years. One of the most anticipated returns was accompanied by one of the greatest superstar entrances of all time. You break the walls down. You know Chris Jericho made a great return that was so memorable and it it kind of fit. It was part two of his initial debut into the WWF when he stormed in on the Rocks promo which had the same type of feel Countdown to the Millennium. What a debut for Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho's entrances were so popular. Chris Jericho knew how to make his entrance so special. You know, with having his back turned to the crowd having his arms extended straight out garnering the energy from the crowd. From his debut, all the way to his championship victories being the first undisputed champion, Chris Jericho knew how to grasp the attention of the crowd.
1: So says we need a good king-sized bed, isn't he? Oh, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute.
3: We mentioned this superstar before as having one of the greatest and most spectacular entrances of all time, but he also had a spectacular moment in his entrance history, and that is The Undertaker returning. The Undertaker has had one of the most dramatic and theatrical entrances in wrestling history. When the lights go out and the bell tolls, everyone knows who's about to appear. The Undertaker has been a WWE staple since 1990, but many fans would agree that his entrance still gives them chills. Undertaker's entrance from WrestleMania 20 arguably stands as his best as he made his long-awaited return to face his brother Kane, the man who buried him alive months before. I was there in person and this entrance gave me goosebumps. your boy Ric Flair making his way down the aisle via helicopter at the Great American Bash. Now Ric Flair coming out of that helicopter was so memorable and any Ric Flair entrance is memorable. I want to mention him uh, at this point of the show because we're winding things down and we get to look back and, and really reflect on what made an entrance so spectacular. Ric Flair is the essence of what a true entrance is. Wasn't flashy. Wasn't Flamboyant in terms of, you know, the lights or pyrotechnics. Ric Flair didn't need that. Of course, he had some pyro towards the latter portion of his WCW tenure, tenure, you know, uh, on on Nitro as he would spin around with his arms wide open, letting the fans take a look at the nature boy. But Ric Flair didn't really need pyro. He was flamboyant and charismatic enough inside the ring and on the mic. But Ric Flair, his entrance was so spectacular because you knew you saw a superstar coming. You saw a champ. Just like in the beginning of the Ric Flair music video when he when he had his retirement weekend at WrestleMania 24, which was great. I was there in, in Orlando. What a weekend. But, you know, leave the memories alone. When that music was playing and you saw that opening shot of Ric Flair, you know... Uh, with the light shining down on him that little that basically that shadow of him. you really see flare you saw it like a silhouette with his arms spread wide open that is the definition of a true entrance stone cold steve austin rides again a wrestling crowd doesn't get, get any more pumped than when they hear the glass break and Steve Austin making his way to the ring. To go even further, the rattlesnake often chooses to make his entrance via an assortment of vehicles, including a Zamboni, a beer truck, and an ATV. Stone Cold knew how to get the crowd going, even off his feet, using a vehicle. And any of those entrances can be memorable.
1: Will you, Austin, join us as we present the official WWF Championship belt to the new World Wrestling Federation champion. You think McMahon's got enough security around There's him? There's no question, Undertaker, that both you and Kane deserve to be the
2: WWF Champion. The two of you. Single-handedly. Covered Stone Cold Steve Austin
1: for the championship. The two of you who have had tremendous battles between the two of you.
3: There are so many entrances in the world of professional wrestling that are so memorable. We took this opportunity to introduce to you the spectacular entrances in professional wrestling and what truly makes an entrance spectacular. We're going to have another part of this series in the months coming up for Beyond the Bell where we'll look back at the other superstars that made an impact via their entrances in the world of professional wrestling and why they were so spectacular in a sense. So this was a great initial edition for our Spectacular Entrances series, so we're going to have another part where we talk more about the other superstars that made an impact to us as fans as they're strut their way down the aisle and we truly got a grasp on what made them so popular and what made us remember their entrances so well. <laughs> Welcome, fans, to the Beyond the Bell Control Center. Yes, the Control Center is back, and it is not TBS, and this is not Gordon Soley. Just your ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, bringing you the programming for the month of September on Beyond the Bell via the SNS Radio Network. September is Fall Brawl Month, featuring all things nostalgia and professional wrestling. This month's content features the oh-so-close edition, the greatest superstars that never won the big one in the world of sports entertainment. From Kurt Henning, Rick Root, and Jake Roberts to Rowdy Roddy Piper, BTB covers the all-time greats that are legends in this business but do not carry a world championship reign on their resume. This month features the highly anticipated Epic Encounters edition that covers just one feud, perhaps the rivalry that shaped professional wrestling forever. Heartbreak and Hatred, the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels story. WWE will be releasing their version of this classic rivalry on DVD next month, but you can hear it first from a fan's perspective during that controversial era. We will follow the careers of Brett and Sean, featuring old-school audio from their tag-team days to their championship victories. Hear the the behind-the-scenes story of the Montreal Screwjob from both sides, the Hitman and the Heartbreak Kid. Volume 6 will truly be epic. Wrestling fans, get ready to look back at the most spectacular entrances in professional wrestling. From the arena lighting to entrance music, BTB breaks down what truly makes a memorable entrance. We also relive some of the greatest entrances in the history of sports entertainment, so get ready to strut down the aisle with the greatest entrances in professional wrestling. This month also features the debut of two new series for Beyond the Bell. The first will run wild on you as BTB debuts the Hulkamania Chronicles we look back at the illustrious career of the pro wrestling icon and how he came to be the immortal one. This month features the early days of Terry Bollea and the beginning of Hulk Hogan. Listen to audio from the Hulkstal Rules DVD and the a biography of the Hulkster. So remember to say your prayers and eat your vitamins for the debut of the Hulkamania Chronicles. Also pro wrestling students class is in it is time to enroll in WCW 101 the history of world championship wrestling BTB will cover the illustrious history of WCW from the NWA to the dying days of the promotion this month we will open up our textbooks to chapter one the beginning of the alliance so make sure you take good notes as we kick off the WCW 101 course on beyond the bell so wrestling fans buckle up For the full Brawl Month at Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network. Get ready to rewind and relive the greatest and worst in the world of professional wrestling. For the Beyond the Bell Control Center, this is ring announcer Sean Beckerman signing off, and we'll see you at the matches. It's go time. Beyond the Bell is the show for all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. Every week, we go old school as we rewind and relive the best and worst in sports entertainment. Each show is archived at beyondthebell.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. Beyond the Bell is a part of the powerful SNS radio network that is headlined by Wrestling News Live. You can catch a new episode every week At SNSRadionetwork.com. If you're not listening, you're not trying. Beyond the Bell has gone mobile, fans. You can now listen to the new and archived episodes of Beyond the Bell on your mobile device via the Stitcher app. Stitcher is a leading mobile audio company that provides a revolutionary media service which allows audio content to be easily aggregated, organized, and shared on mobile devices. Download it from the App Store on iTunes or the Android Market. Ringannouncing.com is the official website for BTB host ring announcer Sean Beckerman. For videos, audio, and more, go to www.ringannouncing.com. You can find all videos as well at youtube.com forward slash ringannouncing. So our YouTube channel for all videos that can be seen at ringannouncing.com is also found at youtube.com forward slash ring announcing. Follow myself, Sean Beckerman, on Twitter at Sean Beckerman, S-E-A-N-B-E-C-K-E-R-M-A-N, and become a fan of ring announcer Sean Beckerman on Facebook. For all questions, comments, suggestions, and hate mail, you can contact the show at btbwrestling at gmail.com. Remember to tune into to the Beyond the Bell Control Center for all future programming. The Beyond the Bell revolution is growing. Be a part of it. Wrestling fans, so that will do it for the most spectacular entrances in the world of professional wrestling. Look, in the coming months... For another part of this series where we look further into other superstars that made an impact as they strut down the aisle. We will finish things off with the old school theme of the week. We mentioned this superstar earlier in the show. The stable also used this theme but they also made a memorable entrance as they rose from down under. And I'm not talking about Australia. You could say they rose from the gates of hell as they came through that ring of fire Not talking about Johnny Cash. All puns aside, The Brood and Gangrel came through the ground and they made such a memorable entrance that we will remember for the test of time and this theme song made the entrance oh so special so we'll finish things off with Blood, Gangrel's theme as we wrap up Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network. We'll see you next week as we rewind and relive the greatest and worst in the world of professional wrestling. See you fans at the matches. announcer Sean Beckerman here want to go back in time and relive the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment from all time favorite matches to the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling we cover it all so join us each and every week on the SNS radio network as we go beyond the bell What? What? what what what